0: Good morning, it's Wednesday, November 28, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's on the front page today. Power is shifting in the Middle East. California finds economic gloom starting to lift, and now touring the debt duo, Simpson Bowles. In today's national headlines, Rice concedes error on Libya, the GOP digs in. Democrats vow no deal without higher debt ceiling. And gay conversion therapy faces tests in two states' courts. In today's business headlines, a struggling CNN casts its eye on Zucker. Facebook urges users to shop while they share. And Apple fires a manager over its misfire on Maps app. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, too. A roundup from the sports page and the opinions of New York Times columnist, Thomas Friedman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories and news analysis written from Ramallah in the West Bank by Neil Mafarquhar, titled Power is Shifting in the Middle East. For years, the United States and its Middle East allies were challenged by the rising might of the so-called Shiite Crescent, a political and ideological alliance backed by Iran that linked regional actors deeply hostile to Israel and the West. But uprising, wars, and economics have altered the landscape, paving the way for a new axis to emerge, one led by a Sunni-Muslim alliance of Egypt, Qatar, and Turkey. That triumvirate played a leading role in helping end the eight-day conflict between Israel and Gaza, in large part by embracing Hamas and luring it further away from the Iran-Syria-Hezbollah fold. For the United States and Israel, the shifting dynamics offer a chance to isolate a resurgent Iran, limit its access to the Arab world, and make it harder for Tehran to arm its agents on Israel's border. But the gains are also tempered, because while these Sunni leaders are willing to work with Washington, they also promote a radical religious-based ideology that has fueled anti-Western sentiment. Hamas broke with the Iranian axis last winter, openly backing the rebellion against the Syrian president Bashar al-Assad. But its affinity with the Egypt-Qatar-Turkey axis came this fall. At camp has more assets that it can share than Iran, politically, diplomatically, materially, said Robert Malley, the Middle East program director for the International Crisis Group. The Gaza conflict helps illustrate how Middle Eastern alliances have evolved since the Islamist wave that toppled one government after another beginning in January 2011. Iran had no interest in a ceasefire, while Egypt, Qatar, and Turkey did. But it is the fight for Syria that is the defining struggle in the revived Sunni-Shiite duel. The winner gains a prized Strategic Crossroads. For now, it appears that the tide is shifting against Iran there, too, and that it might well lose its main Arab partner, Syria. The Sunni-led opposition appears in recent days to have made significant inroads against the government. If Assad falls, that would render Iran and Hezbollah, which is based in Lebanon, isolated as a Shiite-Muslim alliance in an ever more sectarian Middle East. If the shift seem to leave the United States somewhat dazed, it is because what will emerge from all the ferment remains obscure. Clearly, the old leaders Washington relied on to enforce its will, like President Hosni Mubarak of Egypt, are gone, or at least eclipsed. But otherwise, confusion reigns in terms of knowing how to deal with this new paradigm, one that could well create societies infused with religious ideology that Americans find difficult to accept the new reality could be a weaker Iran, but a far more religiously conservative Middle East. The United States is part of a landscape that has shifted so dramatically, said Malley of the International Crisis Group. It is caught between the displacement of the old moderate radical divide by one that is defined by confessional and sectarian loyalty.